Well, hi. This is Marsha, and you're listening to M Thinking One Day at a Time. Have you ever wondered if there was a remote possibility of going back in time? What would you say or advice you would uh, give to your younger self? Would you change anything? What do you think will change your adult circumstances and the career or personal path that you are embarking on right now? And I'll insert with a quote: "Do the best you can until you know better. Then, when you know better, you do better." That's from Maya Angelou. Personally, I was a bit of a reckless kid. the rebel without a cause and uh, the do-it-all teenager the kid who gave her mother heart palpitations every morning and every single night i drove my father insane with my random inexplicable bravado i was the daughter in hell daughter from hell <laughs> many people call it independence actually others call it selfishness an attitude problem determination and maybe just a simple disregard for the rule of law but it is an irony that i am a law degree de- holder so i wasn't really a lawbreaker but if i had the chance to go back and give my younger self a few quick tips i actually would like believe more in myself like about not having to make everyone like me about how my worth is not based on the number of people who like me nor is it dependent on the applause I would or would not get on stage when I'm on stage I would also ask my younger self to run for the hills when met with certain people obviously in our life you know we've met people that we wish we've never met before but that we'll go into that topic a little later on in in another podcast well we all to a certain extent when have grown a little and maybe a lot wiser than we are today compared to when we were 18 but do you think that our 18 year old selves would actually listen anyway so before that i would like to share with you an article Uh, by Maria Stevenkel who is now a writer, a yoga teacher and the founder of the blog fabulousmondays.com. She's easily fascinated by the human mind, intriguing places on the planet and how thoughts turn into things. She's appeared on the Huffington Huffington Post, Ellie, Mind Body Green, Tiny Buddha and Addicted to Success. Well, in this article she shares the tendings she might have or probably would have shared with her younger self and here are the tendings she wishes someone would have told her when she was 18 so here it is 10 things i wish someone would have told me when i was 18 Can you remember what it was like becoming an adult, having to take responsibility for your life, having the world opening up to you, having to suddenly suddenly make decisions and setting a clear direction for your life, 
exciting yet terrifying and confusing all at the same time. Looking back, there are things you wish you'd known, right? Here are some things I've learned that I wish someone would have told me when I was 18. Number one, you don't find meaning, you create meaning. For a long time, I was constantly looking for what I was meant to do in life. Doing so can feel overwhelming, confusing, and shame-indulging. But here's what I discovered. Finding is passive. It means that something or someone has to show up in order to get what you want. It's outside our control. So instead of finding meaning, it's better to create meaning, to indulge ourselves in projects and activities that feel meaningful to us. When we do this, we go from passive to active, from lacking control to gaining control. Number two, you're not fixed. You're always growing. I used to think that I was given a set of talents, skills, and behaviors. That was until I realized that I wasn't wired fixed, but changeable. If I want to be happier, I just have to shift my focus. Maybe that means writing a gratitude journal, expressing my appreciation towards others, and practicing seeing things from a positive perspective. Since you've always, you're always in growth, you don't need to be scared of failing as everything is a stepping stone to a new talent, skill, or behavior. The same applies for what you, you're good at. If you want to be a writer, then start writing. If you want to be a successful entrepreneur, then start reading, acting, and thinking like one. That's the beauty of it all. You're the creator of you. Number three, carefully choose who you take advice from. People love giving advice, but here's the thing. People don't give advice based on who you are, but on who they are. If someone had a great experience starting a business, they're likely to encourage you to do the same. However, if someone had a horrible experience with the same thing, they're likely to perhaps not discourage you, but at least point out things that can go wrong. Here's what I found to be useful. Take advice only from those who have made the same journey or a similar one that you want to undertake. Number four, you don't need to know your passion. Follow your passion. How many times have you heard this message and thought to yourself, Ugh, but I don't know what my passion is. Or, I have too many passions and I don't know which one to choose. Well, in general, I think this is rather crappy advice. For me, it caused more harm than good because, frankly, it stressed me out. If you know your passion, that's great. If not, don't worry. Instead of focusing your attention on finding your passion, start following your curiosity. Just like a scavenger hunt, what pokes your curiosity is the next clue. And like Elizabeth Gilbert perfect, perfectly laid it out, if you want to let go of passion and follow your curiosity, your curiosity just might lead you to your passion. Number five. Buy experiences, not things. 
I used to spend a lot of time thinking about what type of designer bag I'd purchase. Don't get me wrong, I love beautiful things and have no problem buying them, but I've learned not to put my happiness in them. When I think back on my life, what I remember are the beach parties in the Dominican Republic, the stories I spent with friends in Paris and the walks with my sister in um, Central Park. Experiences are what change us. They help us open up doors to new people, cultures, perspectives, and potentially a whole new world. So invest your money well. Number six, life is always now. It's not tomorrow or next week. If I had a nickel for every minute I've spent either worrying about the future or contemplating my past, it would probably make up more time than what I've spent in the present. Pretty bizarre, no? And I know I'm not alone when I say that. Our mind, which I sometimes like to call our monkey mind, loves pulling our attention from the present moment. But this is where life is taking place. We can't have a full experience when our body is in one place and our mind is somewhere else, like sitting in a meeting thinking about what to eat for dinner. And that's why we're here, right? To experience life fully. So to be present, allow those thoughts to be about the past and future pass by, just like clouds in the sky. Number seven, don't confuse means goals with end goals. Vishen Lakhiani did an amazing video where he explained what I didn't get for so long. End goals and means goals. End goals define an outcome that describes exactly what you want. This can be seeing your children grow up, being truly happy, and traveling around the world. Means goals can be about getting into a specific university or company or making a certain amount of money. They are there simply to support your end goals. When I became uncomfortable in my dream job in Paris, I couldn't understand why. It included everything I'd ever dreamed of. A good paycheck, travel, and fun colleagues. But I had confused a means goal with an end goal. What I truly wanted was to start a business where I could create, contribute, and connect with other people. Number eight, connections and not grades. They are the key to success. Growing up, I was really focused on getting good grades. I thought that good grades would be the key to a successful life. They have helped me to open doors, the, but the game changer hasn't been my grades. It's been my connections. Knowing the right people and connecting on a deeper level is much more powerful than anything written on a piece of paper. Mind you, this, of course, depends on what kind of opportunity you're after. But for me, looking back, what served me during my years at university wasn't the grades. It was the connections I made. That's how I've landed jobs, speaking opportunities, and have, feature, uh, have been featured on podcasts, things I otherwise never would have heard of or been considered for. Number nine. Everyone is doing the best they can. 
I truly believe this. Everyone, no matter how annoying, self-destructive, or provoking they might seem, is always doing the best they can based on their mood, experience, and level of consciousness. I used to get angry or upset if someone was rude, pessimistic, or didn't deliver projects on time. Today, I know that I'm not in a position to judge. I don't know what they battle. I don't know what's really going on in their life. All I can trust is that if I was in their shoes, I might do the same thing. This perspective has saved me a lot of energy that I previously used to waste. Number 10. Know your why. Often, we place a lot of focus on what we do or how we do it. Seldom we ask why we do it. If I would have dug deeper, deeper into my whys when I was 18, I would have connected more to my desires like, question, why do I want to get this education? Reply, because I want to get a good job. Question, why do I want to get a good job? Reply, so that I can earn good money, work on something I enjoy, and get a nice title. Question, why do I want that? Reply, because I want to feel secure and free to explore the world, to create things, to feel respected, and to connect with myself and others. When I got clear about my why, it became obvious to me that I wanted to work with people, have my own business, and to be able to work from anywhere in the world. Digging into the why really narrows down what's important. Not having a clear why proves that what we're aiming at isn't worth pursuing. Eventually, everything will make sense. Sometimes we stumble and fall. Sometimes the road is rocky. Sometimes we question if everything will make sense in the end. Looking back at your 18-year-old self, what would you have told him or her? To be easier on yourself? To stop worrying and have more fun? To trust that everything happens for a reason and that things will work out? From the perspective, what do you think an older version of yourself would have told you today? To be easier on yourself? to stop worrying and have more fun, to trust that everything happens for a reason and that things will work out, well, you get the point. As Steve Jobs said, you can, cannot connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. This approach has never let me down, and it has made all the difference in the world. Well, there are not many things in this life I would change if I had a chance to. Maybe it is because I am kind of a person who is optimistic enough to believe that everything happens for a reason. Everything that I have been through, the same way with the things that you've been through, have helped shape us, you and me. We, have, we may not be in an ideal place today unless you are, in which case, you lucky thing. But for the rest of us, let's ask if there is really an ideal
ideal place on this planet? Is there a place without problems and new lessons to learn? Is there a place without heartache? If we did not go through the things that we have been through, what kind of a person would we be today? And fun fact, Facebook could be the only ideal place on this planet right now. <laughs> I would have told my younger self that uh, we have all been given a set of talents and we are meant to make full use of that talent in as far as our circumstances would allow us to in order to grow into what we are today and we should be proud of what we are flaws and all and everything zits and everything we all have a place on this planet and we all make a difference I would also tell my younger self about one of Taylor Swift's biggest contribution to my adult life and that's haters gonna hate and there's nothing you can do about it it's way better to see ourselves as unique individuals without the consistent hounding that society tends to give us we might also want to stop living our lives trying to change people or make people like or love us we want to be nice to people because connections at the end of the day bring us more joy and results than our grades or the money we make can ever bring instead of fighting people defending ourselves and always trying to be right it's better to make peace young passionate teenagers or young adults are not very good at that let's just admit that and trying to please as many people as possible is also what I consider to be a performance problem someone who performs I lived with it because as I was a professional singer so I was easily singed by every scathing remark and buoyed by every compliment that people tossed my way after many years of performing on stage it was as if one day I woke up realizing that it was a horrible way to live it was before the search of the internet so we were not as exposed to mind-numbing YouTube comments then today we are a lot more thick-skinned back in the 1990s we were a very sensitive bunch but despite everything that I would tell my younger self, I think we should be happy with what we are today. The lessons that we have learned, um, they are each very personal, distinct, and individualistic. It was designed for us to mold and to shape us into the person that we are today. And we should be proud of that. And that's the takeaway from this podcast today. And I hope we all come off happier with what we are and what we have in our life today. There is always a reason for things to happen to us, good or bad. So have an amazing day ahead. And this is me signing off and sending you lots of love. And have a wonderful weekend. And let the people you, you love know that you love them every single day. Yesterday is done and tomorrow is not. And tomorrow is and will never be a promise. Signing off, Marsha.